wasn't that some incredible worship that we just were a part of today? I'm so thankful that you're with me, online family, as we worship together. Uh, I hope yesterday was incredible. hope your Christmas season was incredible. And as we're making ourselves available towards heading towards 2022, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for trusting Judah to be your place of worship, not only as it relates to your hands and your voice and your talents, but also your treasure. And I know many people are doing end-of-the-year givings and different things like that. And whatever the Lord's put on your heart in your faithful stewardship, I just want to thank you that Judah is a part of what it is that you're trusting and, and where it is that you're trusting God to move in. So I just want to pray in this moment for every tither, for every giver. And again, right on the bottom of the screen, you can see your ways to be a good steward of what God has given you. And I want to pray <clears throat> and ask God to let this be a seed into what it is that he is about to complete in your life over the next several days as we move into 2022. Father, we love you today. We thank you that this is a house of miracles. And that the reason this is a house of miracles is because this is your house. So Father, for every person that's with their family today, maybe someone that's watching alone or listening to the radio broadcast or, or whatever the circumstances are surrounding their particular moment that they're having not only with us but also mostly with you, God. I pray that you would do supernatural things in their midst and in our midst together for this time we have together. So what we've said for 51 weeks, now for 52 weeks of 2021, Lord, I ask you to increase your son, your daughter, a thousand times more than what they are and that you would fulfill every promise that you have given them. In the name of the Father, the freedom of the Son, and the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask these things. Amen and amen. Come on, amen me right where you are now. Come on, we're still together here. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm going to finish the series Never the Same, but I'm going to put a finishing touch on 2021 as it sets our hearts together for what we're believing God is going to do in 2022. We find it in the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 4 is where we're going to be today in just a minute. I've subtitled this message, the, the proverbial nail in the coffin of 2021, as we set our hearts to what God is going to do in 2022. I've subtitled this message this morning simply this, make room. Make room for what it is that God is about to do. Make room for what it is that God is about to say. Make room for what it is that God is about to release, not only in our midst, but specifically in your midst, in your home, in your place of worship, in your place of living every day. Listen, how we respond to what God is saying and doing is as important as what he's saying and doing. And let me say that again, how we respond to that thing is just as important as what it is that he's actually saying that he's going to release in our life. And listen, I don't know how you feel, but I can't afford for 2022 to just be good enough for God to be around. But I want to make room for what it is. I tried to sit down, but it's not going to work. I want to make room for what it is that God is about to release in our midst. I, I want to make room not only in my heart, but also in my home. Not only just in my home, but also in my marriage. Not just in my marriage, but also with my children as a father and a son and a daughter and sons and daughters that we have and, and a ministry. I want to make room for what it is that God is about to release in my life. And listen, it's not good enough to just be, be in the place where I know Jesus is around. But I want him to dwell here, and I want to dwell with where he's dwelling. 
I don't want to be the, the epitome of what we see throughout the New Testament Gospels where we find Jesus passing by people and passing by situations and passing by issues. I don't want a passive Jesus. I don't want a Jesus that's always just moving and going somewhere and not a part of what I'm doing in every moment of every day. <clears throat> the Gospel of Luke chapter 18 says it this way, that they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And here's the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. And the Bible says that when he found out that Jesus was passing by, it wasn't enough for him to be in the crowd. He wanted to have an encounter. He wanted to be engaged with Jesus right where he was. And the Bible says that he cried out because he knew Jesus was in the area. He knew that he was around where Jesus was. It wasn't enough to be around him. He wanted to be in an encounter and, and, and dealing with him and him dealing with each other, them dealing with each other. And, and to the point to where this lame man at this gate, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and they went so far as to tell him, shut up. He has no business to deal with you. You're, you're not in a position where he should be actively engaged in your situation. And he used that as fuel to cry even louder to get the attention of God. Here's what I want you to understand today. Need does not obligate God to stop. It is not because we're in need. It's not because we're in crisis that obligates God to actually stop by and deal with our situation. But I want to make room. I want to make room in my life, not for Jesus to do a drive-by miracle, but I want to be in the place where he lives and he dwells. And I thank God for all the miracles that we've seen in 2021. And, but my heart is anticipate, not of more miracles, but more of his presence and more of his glory. And yes, if his presence and his glory comes, there will be more of his power and more of his demonstration but in order for that to happen I have to make room for him I don't want him to be a pass by I, I don't want it to be a drive by on Sundays I want it to be a place where he dwells 24 hours a day seven days a week in the gospel of Luke chapter 19 we see Jesus is walking and he's going the Bible says that he entered and he passed through Jericho and I'm thankful for the walls that fell in previous generations with Joshua. But I don't want to be the place where Jesus is just kind of getting through to get somewhere else. I, I don't want to be the church to be the place at 12615 Steel Creek Road that hasn't made room for him. I, I want to be the place where he's getting to, that he's headed to. I don't want him to pass through Steel Creek. I want him to live on Steel Creek. I don't want him to pass through my home or my neighborhood. I want him to live and dwell with my neighborhood because he's living and dwelling with me because I've made room for him. In Mark chapter 6, verse 48, the Bible says that when he saw them straining and rowing, talking about the storm that, that was happening, look at the text, that about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, but look at this, and would have passed them by. Jesus was walking over the thing that they were worried about. He was riding over top of the thing that they thought was going to pull them under. But his objective was not to stop. He was just going to continue on to get to the other side because the storm didn't affect him at all. But I love this particular text. It says in verse 49 that when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost. And the response to the ghost showing up was that they cried out, they cried, they cried aloud. That cry made him stop and deal and confront with the storm that they were contending with in that moment. 
I don't want Jesus to just pass by my house or pass by me or pass by this church. I, I want to make room for him. I want to make room for him in my day because I want him to dwell in my day. I want to make room for him in my time because I want him to live in time with me. I want to I make room with, for him in my worship because I want him to dwell in my worship. And, and I love this text is because they've allowed the atmosphere that was around them to freak them out. And now Jesus has manifested in a way that they were not prepared to see him as. And they supposed it to be a ghost. And because they supposed it to be a ghost, the Bible says they crowd out, cried out. And listen, I've decided that in 2022, I'm just going to assume that the Holy Ghost is dealing with that situation. I'm going to assume that the Holy Ghost is coming in, that there's a Holy Ghost that I'm now contending with. And I want it to be the cry of my spirit. Lord, not I'm afraid of you, but Lord, I'm making room more and more and more for what it is you're trying to be and reveal in my life. We find the same text, the same moment, the same thought in the book of Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says that, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and darkness covered. Watch this. But in verse, the end of that verse in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of of the water. It, it's a picture, it's imagery that the Spirit of the Lord was, was fluid in, in what He was doing. That, that almost like a river that the Spirit of the Lord was just sitting and hovering and moving, maneuvering over top of the earth. Listen, in a river there is power. In a river there is provision, and in the river of God there is the promises of God. But I don't want to be around power. I want power to. I want to make room for power to be revealed in my life. I, I don't want to be around provision, but I want to make room for the provision of God to be released in my life. I don't want to just have promises, but I want to make room in 2022 for the promises of God to be released in my, right, my life. I don't want them just passing by me. But today, with an anticipation and an expectation in my heart, I want to know that God knows that I've made room for Him and what He wants to do in my life. This is so interesting of a concept because we find it in the book of 2 Kings chapter number 4. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter number 4 that there was this Shunammite woman. There was this, as the Bible describes her as, <clears throat> that Elisha, the prophet, the man of God for that season, the prophet of God, he has encountered a great woman. This is not just some normal woman. This is not just some average woman. But the, but the prophet has encountered a great woman. And the Bible says in verse number 9 that she looked to, said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. The King James says that consistently Elisha would pass by. In other words, the prophet of God, the presence of God, the manifestation of the miraculous things in that season was a common occurrence for her to connect with. The power of God was coming by on a continual basis. But listen, it is of no benefit to you or to me to just have casual encounters where he's here and, and we're eating together or I'm watching him do this or, or the presence of God is bumping in this situation. It's of no benefit to me if all I do is have casual encounters. And this woman was not satisfied with just bumping into relationship because in her heart she was after communion, not just a quick trip. 
She, she was after communion with God. She wasn't interested in a drive-through service. She wasn't interested in just a drive-by encounter. She wasn't interested in just knowing that the presence of God was kind of around in the service for that particular Sunday or that particular Wednesday. No, there was something deep on the inside of her that was driving her for a deeper communion. And that's my prayer as we end 2021 heading into 22, that you and I would have a desire to make room for a deeper communion with God. The old church would say, he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. Listen, I want more and more to make room for the presence of the Lord in my life to the place of where I have not just a communion, but I live in deep communion. This Shunammite woman, she said to her husband, she said, listen, it's a consistent thing for me to have an encounter with this level of power of the presence of God. But look at verse number 10, where we end today in this thought. He says to her in verse 10, or she says to her husband, let us please, please let us make room. Let us make room, an upper room. <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for another sermon. But I want us to create an upper room for the presence of God to dwell in. Dwell in. I, I want to be a watchman on the wall. We're going to put this upper room up against the wall. But I want us to make an upper room that any time the presence of the Lord, the man of God, the person, the prophet of God that carries the power of God is coming in, I don't want him to just have to walk by or just grab some bread from me or, or we just have a casual encounter. No, I want to build a place. I want to make room for him. And not just any kind of room, but I want to make an upper room for him. I want to have this place of encounter of, of the heavenly host and the heavenly realm. I want it to be a place where he is connected. And, and look at what she says. She says, listen, oh, let me, it's an upper room. Hear me today. I'm not talking about energy room. I'm not talking about an excitement room. But I mean on deep on the inside of me that the Lord knows that there's a pursuit for his presence on the inside of my life. That I don't want him to just come, but I want him to come and remain and dwell with me. I met with the architects um, um, just last week as, as we were getting ourselves ready for what God is doing on this campus. And, and one of the things that he was saying, one of the architects, because he doesn't understand the move of the spirit as we understand it. He said, you know, watching some of your videos and looking at the website. And, and watching some of the things that you're putting on social media. There's an energy that you have. There, there's an excitement that you have about your, your particular church. And listen, I want you to understand this is not about energy. This is not about excitement. No, this is about pursuit. I'm going to deal with that next Sunday in much greater detail. This is about pursuit. Pursuit of what? The, the, the miracles of God? No, not just the miracles of God. We want the presence of God. That you and I are making room because we're in pursuit of what he can do if he is allowed to live and remain in and with us. The Shunammite woman said, she said, please, let's make, us, let, let's make him an upper room. And in that upper room, I want to put a bed. I want to put a bed. What she was saying was that presence of God, you can come and rest here. I, I, don't, I don't want you just to come by, but I want you to come by and stay. If you're tired, I want you to rest here. If you're weary, if it's a dark time, I want you to come. I'm creating space for you to abide. I'm making room for you and not just giving you a shell of a room, but I'm going to put a piece of furniture in the middle of this room to let you know you. We desire you to come and find rest here. Not only a bed, but she said, I also want to put a table. 
Because it's not enough for him to be in an isolated bed by himself. But, but I also want you to know that we're going to put a table. And you and I can sit and we can commune together. And, and we can be together and we can talk together. And we can eat together and we can drink together. And we can be together. We can, we can partake of that. And a table is very important to God because we find it in the book of Psalms. Chapter 23 that, that God is so into tables that he even prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemy. But I don't want God to just be the one who always prepares the tables. No, I want him to know there's a table that I'm preparing for you, God, because I want to commune with you. I want to be with you. Not, not only a bed, not only a table, but number three, as I make room for the presence of God, here, here's you a chair. Here, here's a chair. Here's a chair for you. Not only am I making four walls, I'm making a room, and it's an upper room with a, up against the wall as I'm being a watchman on the wall, but, but here's a chair because I want you to come and be seated here. I, I want you to be seated because we find out in Psalm 22, verse 3, that he is seated in the praises of your people. You'll find praise here, God. I, I want you to come and rest here. Because we're lifting up our worship to you. And I want you to come and I want you to have the table where, where you and I can be together. But Lord, I want you to come and be seated here as well. And then, and then she said, let's, let's also provide a lampstand. In, in other words, not only do I want you to rest here. Not only do I want you to commune with me. Not, not only do I want you to be seated here. But Lord Lampstand, I want you to be seen here. I, I, I want there to be a place that is illuminated. And anywhere you go in this room, you're visible. That, that you're seen at this. You're not always stumbling through the darkness or, or creating the trip hazards of life or always looking for you in dark times. No, no. We're illuminating this place because, because presence of God, we're making room and we want you to be seen all throughout this room. What I love about the lampstand is in order for the lampstand to be the lampstand, watch this, it had to be full of oil and it had to be that oil that would be lit on fire. You and I both know that both of those are indicators of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. And what he was saying, what the Shunammite woman was saying to her husband was this, listen, if we're going to take the time to give him a bed, if we're going to take the time to give him a table, if we're going to take the time to give him a chair, then let's take the time to allow the fire and the oil to illuminate the room so Jesus, for the presence of the Lord, can be on full display in this year. What's interesting look at the end of this text and I don't know that I've ever seen it this way before here's the room here's the bed here's the table here's the chair there's the oil with the fire to create the illuminating lampstand she said so it will be that whenever he decides to come to us he can turn in there and I don't know how you feel but in 2022, I want him to turn in here. I want to turn him to turn into his rest. I, I want him to turn, not just you, and I'm thankful for you, and not just me, and I'm thankful for me. Uh, but I want him 
to come into this earth and go, I can turn into Judah Church. I, I can turn into 12615 Steel Creek Road, whatever other campuses that God is going to bless us with over the course of history. I, I want him to know that he has a place. There is a place for him to rest here. There's a place for him to commune here. There's a place for him to be seated on the praises of his people here. And there's a place where the fire has been connected with the oil and the presence of the Spirit of the Lord is. And he's turning in and he's resting with you and me. This is what I believe we're making room for in 2022. I believe it is the heart of God that you and I with great anticipation not just for a Christmas morning, but for 2021, that when we click over the calendar date and it moves in from the year of our Lord in 2021 to the year of our Lord in 2022, that there is a pursuit on the inside of us, that there is a desire that is welling on the inside of us because we have a prophecy from the Heavenly Father of our own life saying that this is the year that there is going to be manifestation of His presence and His glory and His power like never before. I don't know where you're watching. I don't know if it's conducive to what the season is that you're in in this particular moment. But right here for the next moment or two, I want you and I just to throw ourselves before the presence of God and ask the spirit of the living God, God help me clean what needs to be cleaned out so that I make room for the fullness of what you have decreed and you are prophesying, you are declaring as a prophetic utterance in our life in 2022, Lord, it is our cry that you come rest here. It is our cry that we commune with you here. It is our cry that you are seated, you are enthroned here. It is our cry for the fire and the oil of your presence to be illuminating in this place so that you may be seen in 2022 in our hearts, in our lives, in our walk, in our conversations, in our relationships. Lord, more than ever before, we make room for the fullness of your presence. Come on, JB, turn that up a little bit. We make room for the fullness of your presence in our lives today. Come on, right where you are, just lift up worship to the Lord. We're making room. We're making room. We're making room for you, God. Shake off the grounds of all of our tradition. Tear it down, oh God. Make room for you, Lord. I know I can say for certain your way is better. Yes, yes, your way is better. Your way is better, oh God. It's better, oh God. So thankful you've had so much mercy, so much grace on me, Jesus. Yes. Your way is better. We cannot box you in. 
Shake off the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake off the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. Help us, lead us, guide us, direct us. Every corner, every nook, every cranny, every place, God, we give you the room today. We give you the room.